you're about to hear are the powerful inner thoughts going on inside of the mind of a queen. This is the inner symphony of royalty, the epic soundtrack of a queen. I was born a queen. I was raised a queen. I got royalty in my bloodline. I've always been a queen. I'll always be a queen. When I close my eyes and die, I will be a queen. Well, we're here now. We're here. We're here. We're here. We're here. Let's start the conversation for the third time. Um, how are you, Ray? I'm okay. <laughs> Apart from being monitored and silenced by Instagram, I'm okay. Yeah, and now listen, now we're up. Now we're up on the so we know, innit? Nothing is by accident. But anyway, Nothing. Um, I'm more hot and bothered now. But yeah, basically, we're speaking about social dilemma. <laughs> Which is a documentary. No, what just wrote. You're looking real Caribbean right now. It's just like an island girl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so speaking about Social Dilemma, which is a Netflix documentary which has recently been released, it's basically speaking about dangers of social media from the perspective of people that have actually worked for these um, big corporations, these big organizations. Facebook, Instagram, Google, rah, rah, rah. Um, and it basically explains how it affects us as individuals and also mm -hmm. us as a race and as humanity. Yeah. Pretty much. So, that, and yeah, why we wanted to speak about it, um, do you want to say what you said before about why and how, like, you know, just the divinity and like this even being released when it is. And so, specifically, like, it's beautiful because we didn't even plan to have this conversation today. It was no. very much like authentic. It was like, oh, what should we talk about? And then you mentioned yeah. this. And it's funny because we both be going through the process of basically detaching ourselves from the social media platform, more specifically Instagram, and how much I feel mm -hmm. like I've had an attachment to it as sort of like a crutch to not do certain things or do certain things but only to a certain extent so personally i started to detach as i was saying with instagram mm. when my grandmother passed away now four weeks mm, wow. coming up to four weeks and i just ha i think they say you know with death comes a lot of realization and i hate the fact that death has to be something that brings up a realization because it's not the first time that i have detox and 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 um abstained from social media platforms uh, mm -hmm. but this time was more realistic it was more like like what the fuck am i doing the, like the fuck really yeah 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 so i got off it and it felt amazing not having the app on my phone not just having to be like oh did someone message me and just actually taking because one of the key excuses that you use a lot of the time is that I will not be able to communicate or keep up to date with with my friends or whatever. Mm -hmm. So I've taken those conversations that I would have with specific people on that platform to text, to phone calls. I want to mm -hmm. hear your voice. I want to actually hear that you're okay, you yeah. know? And, and I want to take that out completely. And I think it's made such a big change in regards to how I'm really having relationship with people and how we really communicate in. Because let's be honest, in, being on Instagram and chatting with someone on Instagram isn't always a real conversation. A lot of the time yeah. it's a meme here, a laughing emoji here, and you're craving that comeback, but it's really no real conversation being had. Mm -hmm. So yeah. when I detached about three weeks ago, it felt amazing. I think I stayed away for about 
five or six days or something. Then I came back. And mm -hmm. uh, just recently, I stayed away from last week, Sunday, all the way till yesterday. And mm -hmm. I think it felt, that also felt amazing. Coming back was very much like, ah, oh, again. Yeah. And today I found myself last night, I was like, oh, this is why I missed Instagram. Because today all I'd done was just look at memes. It was the funniest thing ever. Um, hello? Your internet's going to be here. Ah, am I still here? Yeah. I can hear you, but I can't see you. Well, I can see you, but it's like, it's slow. It's delayed. Okay. But you can hear me now. Oh, Lord. Right? Hello. Okay, I'm back now. Jesus Christ, all these technical difficulties. I just want to... Anyways, um, so yeah. Like, the way that they've designed... The fuck? I can't with this app today. Like, this has actually been a disaster. Just trying... We've tried to go live, like, four times now. And it just hasn't worked. It just it just keeps getting locked off, and now okay she's back. Jesus Christ, you would think what? that was speaking. What is something. happening? <laughs> I don't know, but anyways, Ray, how you back to Wi-Fi? Yes. Okay, just stay on the Wi-Fi. I'm getting hot and bothered now. Me too. <laughs> but anyways, cool. So. I've always known that they, they design phones and um, even websites in a specific way. There's a lot of psychology behind it, in it? The scrolling up and just like the addictiveness of the scrolling up. So I've always been like privy to that. And my reasons for wanting to come off of social media is because you be on it, you think you're on it for 10 minutes, two hours has gone by. Like it's very like non-substantial although i do do a lot of things that are of substance of substance on there mm -hmm. some of the times i feel like i there's an entitlement like i have to be on social media and be present to you know keep what i'm doing going keep my momentum going i have to post this i have to do this i have to do otherwise i'll just disappear my existence will disappear my yeah. push will disappear like that's the type of pressure that i feel and that i put on myself and um, also going back to the podcast that we had last week, speaking about like the oversharing um, and just that whole experience of oversharing, that is something else that came up in the documentary. And he was speaking about um, how we're not, our brains are not like wired to, to like, to filter 9,000 people's opinions and 9,000 people's um conversation and we're not we're not designed we're not evolved in that way and humans are not necessarily going to evolve in that way that quick the next however many if ever like if ever that's not a human that's not a normal human experience you're never going to be in a situation where you need to converse with nine thousand people one million people at one time it's not realistic it's not natural um so that really i really resonated with that side of it um and also just the pressures and just the being like i'm on yeah i'm on facebook i have my instagram my business instagram my other business instagram my podcast instagram my nail instagram i'm on twitter i was on tumblr and i was on OnlyFans. fans this is nine medium and i have a website 
and I have YouTube. This is 11 mediums of communication that I share with the world. Like this, I'm sharing myself in 11 different ways online. How is that not over exhausting my existence? Like that is so much, like I'm giving so much to these platforms and to this, this internet world. And there has to be some con, there has to be somewhere is to my detriment. And I'm now starting to feel the effects of it. Like I feel people as well. Like I've given people this false sense of like, they feel like they know me. And then that creates like this box that they create of me. And that's the standard that they create of me. And then if I do something outside of this box, you know, then it's like controversial and then there's judgment and then there's this conversation. And it's like, I don't want to have to fight all of these different battles. I just want to be me. Do you understand what I'm saying? So it's like, not only do I have to make space to share my information, now with the sharing comes the interaction, whether it's good or bad, like it ignites yeah. conversation. Um, but then there's also the argumentative side of it. So when people disagree with my opinions, and as well, like more time when you're on the internet, you're gonna surround yourself in communities that are in agreement with your, your good and your foolish, whatever. You can find a community to fit in easy anywhere on the internet. It doesn't matter what you do, it doesn't matter who you are, it doesn't matter what you like, there'll be a community of people that are gonna support you and keep you in that bubble, which again is super detrimental because it stops the normal human um, interactions. You're not gonna come across everyone and agree with everyone. And in the documentary, one of the women was like, one of the women were like, now people fall out based on political beliefs. But we're mm. not, just because we live on the same street, you're not going to have the same political beliefs. Do you understand? So we're not even able to embrace indifference and differences anymore. Because, well, it's okay. I'll just go to my friends over here that, or like, you know, or want to work for Donald Trump and you guys can stay over there. It just creates and enables the division. And that's essentially what the people that run the world want. They want everyone to be divided, everyone to be confused, no one to have like a real understanding of self and really be solid in their beliefs and who they are. And when you're overexposed to things, it becomes hard to really like, like chisel and figure out who you are because there's so much going on. Like, there's just too much, too much, too much, too much. Who, who are you in the midst of all of that? And another thing that he was saying was, we no one can agree on the truth in this day and age. Like, there's no, like, none of us can agree with the truth. And even if um, there's evidence, there's always evidence against, and there's no, like, agreed truth. So it's like, if there's no truth, if we can't agree on the truth, then truth doesn't exist, essentially. Yeah. And then, then how, did, how did doing? I say the truth is subjective? Yeah, but... There needs to be something like nothing really existing, yeah. and then that's when he was speaking about like the ex the existential kind of the extensive the existential so the existential <laughs> the existential yeah threat to humanity yeah if we can't agree on the truth it's just it's peak so yeah. That is kind of my stance on it. Is it coming up? Uh, no, it's not coming up. I was just, I didn't want to stop you while she was talking, basically. Um, anybody who we sent it to, they see it as a live that's ended. They either see it as a live that's ended or they either see it as just you sent a live. 
And when you go on our pages, I check both of our pages, it doesn't show that we're on live. But every so often, it will pop up on the home page at the top saying we live. Yeah, I see but, that on my thing. Because it says I'm live, but it doesn't say that I'm live with you. Mm-hmm. On my one. But yeah. Do you know what? We move. We're still going to get the message out to the people. We're still going forward. Okay? Yeah. Um, I think, I think, um, I'm disappointed though. Some of, the, some of the key things that you really said, which really touched me, is very much like the extent in which, when I was watching the documentary, I, it came across my mind what we'll talk about. You know, when we were talking about addiction, when we were having that conversation about a person being so addicted to something and not really realizing how addicted, how much they are addicted. <laughs> Um, not realizing how addicted they are to um, to it, because unlike unlike drugs or something a little bit more physically um, um, poignant or damaging to you, mm -hmm. a phone feels like something that you can let go of mm -hmm. because you buy it, you can get rid of it. I call it shut, 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 shut. Yeah, a hundred percent. You can be addicted to a person. Like yeah. you, can, you can be addicted to a bottle of water. You can be addicted to anything. But if you know, going... hmm? sorry, um, just to interject with the addiction um, of phones, yeah. When people are addicted to drugs, for example, they they have their addiction and they go to rehab. They're rehabilitated, and then that's it. They leave that drug behind. They don't take it in moderation. They completely remove it from their psyche they don't ingest it at all and if they do and you're not you're not a relapse. any triggers or be around places where it's going to trigger you but a phone that's what i'm saying so how do you really break this addiction because you're not you don't no one really comes off social media and then never gets back on you come off for a bit then you go back on you come off for a bit then you go back on so it's like what mediums are put in place for us to essentially cure from our addiction because we are all addicted yeah like and a lot of people will say that they're not but a lot of addicts say that they're not addicts until you know certain things have been brought to light and certain experiences experiences have happened for them to realize that okay i may be addicted to this thing like i feel like we need to shape and really understand like psychologically what it means to be addicted to something and 100 percent, you can be addicted to other people i've been addicted to people I think on a basic level is um, consuming something that you know is detrimental to your health mm -hmm. on like the most basic level. Um, and there's like elements of dependency, um, elements of fear if this thing is not around, elements of anxiety. Um, what else? Withdrawals, you know, making excuses, justifications. Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah dependency is the big one and it almost becomes like if I don't have this I can't survive and obviously like logically speaking it's not a matter of I know I'm gonna die it's like I really believe that I cannot live a fulfilling life or optimal life without this thing like my life will just I'll just be half alive half dead type of thing mm -hmm. um, so yeah and a lot of those things you can it. oh no you can familiarize with why is it going? I can't deal with this Instagram thing, you know. No, um, we can't. Like literally, most people are just saying that we're not there. They can't see it. They've gone on my page. They can't see it. They can't see that I'm live. 
but anyways let me um just finish anyways I, i'm just instagram this is how i'm coming off but anyways yeah so a lot of us don't identify addiction because we don't understand it from like a psychological point of view we just have this fixed idea of that addicts look like a certain way they are like a certain way when no we are just functioning addicts we are functioning social media addicts oh there you go that was the point i was trying to make in regards to this podcast right that word functioning addicts right you can be a function addict a functioning addict in many type of addictions right the mm-hmm. problem with being a functioning social media addict is that not only are you putting yourself at risk but mm-hmm. you're putting everything that ever is about you so being addicted to certain drugs you're, you're put yeah you're putting your body at harm but it doesn't mean that some company uh three countries away 10 countries away across the world knows this 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 and this and this is about you how you like certain things how you don't like certain things what we what i have a bit the biggest problem with is that somebody else out there mm-hmm. is specifically targeting certain things to me because they think i'm going to respond to it a certain way well not even think at this point they know <laughs> at this point the probability is you know girl, over- I, feel, I feel attacked every morning when i go on instagram it's like girl i said i didn't want to buy those boots that's why i didn't buy it why is it here why Literally. is it here literally like it it follows you like i looked up one website on my laptop yeah i go on instagram i see instagram ads i'm like cool you see that all the time in it next thing i go on youtube youtube ads on videos constantly i'm like yo bro like this is some scary stuff next thing you know i'll be going outside seeing billboards with this thing and i'm just like obviously from like a, a basic understanding i know how cookies work in it um so i'm like okay it's just cookies but watching the documentary it provides it like completely cookies what like this is different from cookies this is not cookies fam this is like programming us (laughs) like this is how you're gonna be this is how you need to be as my as my user this is how you need to be this is how you need to behave i need you to behave like this because essentially this is how we're gonna keep their business going do you know what's so funny? I just got a notification from Facebook. Bear in mind, I'm barely on Facebook. And it made me think of the documentary, right? When they're trying yes. to trigger you to come on the page. Like, yes. tempting you like a drug. Like, just calm, just calm. And it's, it's just like how, yeah, say, for example, you have your Instagram and you want to drive traffic from your Instagram to your website. It's exactly like that. It's, you know, it's not personal. It's just business. And another thing as well, I've noticed on iPhone is... <laughs> Another thing that I've noticed on iPhone, yeah, they know obviously who you talk to the most in it. So, obviously, us spiritual people, yeah. I'll, I one day it happened. I was like, I hadn't spoken to this person in a while, in it, and then my phone was like, oh, send a text to X Y Z. I'm thinking, huh? So I screenshotted it to him. I was like, oh my god, look, these times these people want me to text you because they want me to do this and they want me to do that do you understand what i'm saying but like from like my innocent naive spiritual perspective i'm just thinking it's just a sign to just chat to this person and obviously what what they wanted that did it i ended up messaging the person so it's like a constant like 
we have to really identify that none of this is like unintentional every single thing every single experience we have on our phones is intentional like the notifications uh, even the thing that the facebook guy i don't know if he works on facebook but he's speaking about like the facebook when they tag you in photos and the fact that you'll get emails saying that they tagged you in a photo sorry but again they want you to go from the emails and they want you to go to the facebook page so then you see that someone's tagged you in a picture even on instagram someone tagged you in a, i'm like when i see that i'm like oh my god let me see the picture immediately you go to the app and then when you get to the app then they have everything sorted out, what they want you to do, who they want you to follow, what they want you to indulge in that day. It's crazy. And then what they want you to buy. It's very, very crazy. Like, very, very crazy. And it, this is the thing, yeah, what they were saying. It doesn't even matter if you don't even have social media. You're still affected by these things. And I'm just like, nah, this internet thing, it's not a joke. Like, it's absolutely not a joke it's 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 the best it's the best example in which we may get in our lifetime of human programming literally and the only way you are able to program humans is by not allowing by you know how the the saying goes when they talk about church and christianity and religion is that uh, god gives you free will god created you in his image but he also gave you free real free will and he also gave you rules and regulations for you to follow Mm -hmm. and it is upon you to decide how you're going to carry on your life this is the government and the big corporations way of trying to tell you you have free will you bought that phone you downloaded the app you have free will but in reality mm -hmm. your day-to-day -day is being broken up and given to you and fed to you mm -hmm. the same way everything else is fed to you and that's yeah. why i have big problems with the structures in which life has been designed for us to live to be born, to go to school, to do this, to go to uni, to get married, mm -hmm. to have children. That structure, I find it problematic. And that's why I'm so defiant on the whole marriage thing. Like, it's cute. But I don't want to do... Who, who, who thought this was a good idea? Like, who thought to even call it marriage? Mm -hmm. I feel like that's also fucking programming. But now mm -hmm. they've taken it to another level. Now we have introduced technology that's able to manipulate people in their way in the way where they still feel like they are in control of course they're going to take opportunity on it so this whole mm -hmm. act that everybody's putting on that uh russia hacked hacked the election oh, in america yeah. it, it it's it's disgusting because it's just your government telling you i know when certain things can happen to you so do you not think your own government is running the same game to you period <laughs> literally that's what i mean like nothing is unintentional and that's the scary thing about it like and even like how they use how donald trump uses social media like all of these political people use social media yes there's like the element of like you know feeling like the familiarity and the relatability but the power in the social media and i don't know if you got up to the point where they're speaking about like the political influence um in a documentary and how i never even like saw it like that obviously donald trump on social media like you think it's a joke but it's not a joke it's very intentional and it has very it's very structured and it's very intentional did i say that i thought like i did yeah it, 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 it's all very calculated and now it's about asking yeah, ourselves remember one of the conversations we always try to have right okay we've identified the issue we've identified how this is being manipulated and used 
against us. It's not for us. I think some of the arguments is that when it comes to uh, monitoring and mm -hmm. having CCTV and living in a, in a, in a surveyed uh, world is that if you ain't got nothing to hide, why do you have a problem with the government watching? I think people that ask questions like that are also the same people that say that, yeah, but if McDonald's was so unhealthy, why would it still be running? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Listen, yeah, I agree. And this is, and they were saying as well in the thing about like, there's no real rules and there's no real laws when it comes to this internet stuff. It's very unlawless. It's very lawless, sorry. I'm very unruly. And, um, you know, I, I agree with them. I don't think that they, you know, whatever that guy is, Tom or Steve, like when they created these things, they created it with malice and even when 10 and knew that it was going to be like this. I don't believe that at all. Because I don't even think that humans can, humans can't even think this in their head and think that this is going to be, we don't have the brain capacity. So I don't feel like they imagine the world like this and their impact on his little, you know, his little Facebook invention. Did he now think that 20, 30 years later, children are going to commit suicide. There's going to be fake news, propaganda, political wars, civil wars. I don't feel like they, you know, they knew that this was going to happen. But now it's gotten out of hand and like literally out of human hands. So it's like we've now lost control over it type of thing. Um, I don't know what my point was, but that's what I want I, I'm just in response to that. I'm just thinking we can say as much as we want that people do not know. But let's be very honest. There were there were visionaries at that time. They already saw this happening. Like 1954, the book was written. 40, 50 years before there was ever a Facebook around. And he already had the vision ahead of this kind of thing happening. So it's not like as if we can say people didn't have that in mind because mm -hmm. the possibilities of this happening were very high because of how the projection, the zeitgeist, the move, the trends that mm -hmm. were happening, they were building up to where we are at. So mm -hmm. I can't say that they didn't know. I think there were a few powerful people that already were inclined to know what was going to happen because they were already in the known in the new technologies coming ahead. And this is just another technology and an another tool in their toolbox to utilize to gain the things that they want, which is more money because our human data that is being sold backwards and forwards to um, advertising agencies to and to just companies in general is what's making everybody else money we yeah. are the stock now mm -hmm. it's not gold it's not diamonds it's not currency your human interaction mm -hmm. online it has been sold as a stock mm -hmm. and i think understanding that and then realizing how you move online regardless on how good you think you move is always going to be monitored. Now, how yeah. you decide to take that is up to you. Mm. But that's why I said, don't give them too much data. Do not follow those suggestions. You see something pops up on your screen, so-and-so liked it. Okay, that's fine. Reply to it in five days' time. How about that? Yeah. This is the way of keeping you in the matrix because the moment they're seeing you are not intertwined in the in the cortex of what they're trying to create you to be, they start yeah. to send you triggers. And and you cannot be 
you can't help the knife that's gonna you can't hold the knife that's going to stab you in, in the in your back mm-hmm. unless you washed it and cleaned it and gave it to them so yes in, instagram today has been cock blocking us hard for the past yeah. 40 minutes and we've never had any of this issue talking about anything else. When we talk about black men dying, Instagram didn't give a shit. When we talk about black women suffering from surgery and, 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 and dying from that, Instagram didn't give a shit. The moment we decided to talk about social dilemma and the impacts and dangers social media has had on people and their lifestyle and children, mm-hmm. all of a sudden, Instagram's telling everyone who we're forwarding the live to that the live has ended, that we can't do this and we can't do that. There is not getting out of it, but it's also taking a break from it mm-hmm. yeah and i think that's the reality of it you cannot fully escape it and just managing it and yeah the illusion of like we feel like we have control because i feel like a lot of people would say that they're not addicted and they can come off it if they want to then go on then do you know what i mean like actually do it and actually see how you feel like even today like i went out without my phone and this is the thing yeah when you're in less like actually materialize the matrix let's say england the west when i'm in the west i feel like i need to stay connected but when i'm away when i'm in different countries i don't feel like that i feel like i don't care what's going on in the west that's not my business that's your lost business i don't really want to be connected to it but when you're in it not only like um mentally emotionally like um what's the word what's the word electronically like not when you're actually connected in that way but being having that experience and then also being like materially connected to it is like completely different it's so overwhelming and like today i went out for like a 25 minute walk and i didn't take my phone but there was a thought i had a thought i was like oh my god what if someone calls me what if someone this what if someone that then i'm like you know what no one ain't even gonna call me first of all no and it doesn't matter even if they do do you know what i mean um although like I was able to like, you know, thank the thought for coming and letting it go. It was the fact that I still had that thought. Do you know what I you mean? You had the like, FOMO. Without... Everyone has FOMO for social media. Everyone has FOMO. Yeah, and it's so unhealthy. Like, it's so, it, it gives you anxiety. Like, you're just, it's so unhealthy. So, so, so unhealthy. And even just now, yeah, when we was um, trying to fix the life and stuff and I was on my laptop, I caught myself scrolling for no reason. I'm like, what am I doing? I did not ask my body to do it. He just done it. Do you know what I mean? So we have to, like, not only do we have to, like, consciously work on things that we have to um, unlearn, but subconsciously we need to actually reprogram our whole mind to, like, getting back to what life was before social media and not losing that. And at least we have the luxury... You know, being born um, before 1996, we had that luxury of being able to really remember, like, not only just, like, remember, remember, but remember the feelings, I remember the experiences that we have and how to actually connect with people outside of social media. Because I didn't have social media until after um, secondary school. Facebook, yeah, that was it. But Instagram, all of that stuff, that was like late secondary school, after secondary school when it really started to pick up. But I'm just like in my head, imagine there was Instagram in year seven, year eight. Oh my God, like, I don't even know. Like, oh, see, you're, was... not of, you're, not, uh, you're not of the era of uh, Bebo. 
people yeah people myspace oh, i'm feeling kind of forgot about their myspace pixel but they were like they were very innocent even though they had obviously their cons they were nothing like this instagram instant gratification um obviously they were still like the friends thing like if you had friends but it was more so like who was your best friends on facebook like i want to know who your top three best friends are do you know what yeah I mean? who's your top three with, like here's your girlfriend on facebook like that stuff it wasn't so much where we were so craving for popularity but now each do you think the the um would you say you're addicted to your mobile yeah i'm an addict yeah Period. No one can't tell me they are, especially when you're on this at 9pm at night. No one can tell me that they're not addicted to their phone. You know? We all are. And it's not, it's not even at fault. We've been, like, programmed to be like this, to survive like this, to live like this. So it's not even about, like, judgment or, you know, like, this is our reality. And it's like, being able to identify that, that's how we move forward and we solve the problem. I mean, we gain control because we don't have as much control as we think. Because I think the idea that um, these Western countries have sold to the rest of, to, to their citizen is this ideology of freedom. And, mm -hmm. and one has the ability to do and feel however they feel, when in all reality, you do not. You and feel, I think that, do you feel how they want you to feel? Yes, I think it's um it's it's a it's a smart game being played, and that's why some of these countries are so quick and 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 proud to go to other countries and say you are now allowed you are not allowing freedom to your people. You have to understand human beings do not need ultimate freedom. Mm -hmm. That is the honest truth. If we are going to be honest with ourselves, we need to be honest with the fact that we do not need ultimate freedom because human beings do not know what to do with ultimate freedom we are people who are not meant to be living in ultimate freedom yeah well then your beautiful you people will be the vanguard was who was who was saves humanity from this uh, this digital matrix i mean we're trying <laughs> it's and it's difficult that's what i'm saying like when people have addictions, they go to people that are specialized in those areas. You know, if you go to a therapist, I'm like, your therapist is addicted to her phone too. What are we going to talk about, babes? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It's like from one addict to another, and you know, it's so hard. Even if your screen time is one hour a day, and mine's seven hours a day, it's not about that. It's not about that. Okay. Because there's addicts that takes one gram a day, there's addicts that takes 10 grams a day. Do you understand what I'm saying to you? It's just the simple fact that, again, the anxiety, the FOMO, the attachment, the subconscious behaviour. Can we just fixate on that FOMO? What are we fearing that we are missing out on? Because I think when we begin to start to break it down, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to focus that shit on black people right now because people are out here we are here talking about revolution and wanting to make a change you cannot make a change on somebody else's platform because mm -hmm. we are even holding this conversation on the platform that, we that we're chatting shit about that we're chatting shit about the hypocrisy is already here so if you're going to come here and try and talk shit please sir goodbye all right we already but they know said that this might have to be done in it it might have to yeah 
I mean, it may not be the the middle of the this, the um, revolution, but it may be our only way because everyone's here. Every, all the attention is here. We may have to use the platforms that we're chatting shit about to to highlight the issues and to spark the conversations. It may just have to be like that. Because that's the matrix. And I like that he said, like, how do you get out of a matrix that you don't even know that you're in? Listen, wait, I took some quote because I felt like that shit hit my soul. And you know what? Yeah, I was watching a live while you're looking for that. I was watching a live and the child, I think he was like 14 years old. And this this child, he basically was a walking meme. Like, did that generation, Generation Z, they're just walking memes. Like everything, every other thing that comes out of their mouth is a meme reference, is a quote, it's a this, it's a TikTok, it's a that. They're they're not like they're not full human. Like yo, I, I feel like I feel like they are semi computerized. The way that they, yeah. it's, they, 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 they um they are the physical the physical push, push, portrayal of what the social media platforms are. That's yeah, literally like, and they're the perfect they're the perfect users. That's that would be them. Like, bro, these lot are walking means, fam. Like, I'm not even joking. And then the other thing I was to, I, I wanted to bring up before I forget that I just remembered is we are talking about how uh, humans are going to develop and there's going to be a next generation of humans. We are right now in that transition. That generation Z are going to bring mm -hmm. up kids that are semi-computerized. Lord mercy. I'm just very scared. And it's like, obviously, because I'm going to have children as well. So what generation, like, what generation are my children going to be? But remember, there's always a black sheep. There's always a black sheep. <laughs> a black sheep. One of the quotes I wanted to just bring us back over in regards to that documentary. Please, guys, watch the documentary on Netflix, Social, Media, Social Dilemma. It's really, really insightful. It is something that if you've not heard about, I think we should talk about it. And I think one of the, I'm going to get back to something else. But I just want to read the quote. It says, if you are paid... Let me check there are no nudes. <laughs> <laughs> nudes. When I, you know when I accidentally come out the pick? This one, I think. Oh, it's the other one. Let's go, let's do the other one. It says, if you're not paying for the product, then you are the product. I think the illusion is that we have so much control and these apps are free. It is not free. Ain't nothing free, honey. Ain't nothing free. free. Ain't nothing free. The quote is, mind. if you are not paying for the product, then you, you are, are the product. product. You are the stock in the market. That's literally. That matters. Literally, that's what we are. And when you see it from, that's what I mean. Like nothing. If something sounds too good to be true, then it probably is. We download the Instagram for free. What's the catch? There's always a catch. Come on, come on. Don't be silly. There's always a catch. Yeah, we know this. And when I was watching the documentary, they were talking about like revolutions and things like that happening. But as a, I'm not trying to toot my own horn, but as a smart person, when you're looking at some of those revolutions that was happening, they weren't exactly triggered by online platforms. It was people in real life that were experiencing specific things. And also it was attacks from Western countries to try to turn these countries around because of oil and money and all these other things that we really need to get into. So this illusion of making it seem like the um, social media is this great revolutionary uh, item. It, I personally feel like it has done more, more bad than good th than anything. Because the, the amount, yeah. we cannot measure the mental health issue it has caused. We cannot put that into numbers. We cannot put the impact in numbers for that. Mm -hmm. So I feel like that alone 
surpasses how much good it has done. Like, and if we're going to yeah. use the fact of putting relevance good and making people millionaires, people have been becoming millionaires for centuries and centuries and centuries. Social media isn't just the only way. And to make it seem like, oh, it's made it easier. Making money is easy if you really want to make money. But using this platform to hurt other people is even easier. It's easier than making money. Easier. People all, be you need, all you need is one, one fucking message underneath someone. And one, one comment underneath someone's picture to Which ruin someone's day. free day. as well. Like, to ruin know, someone's when... day. You can ruin someone's day with one comment. Like, like that's that free. kind that's of impact do all the time. It's disgusting. We are, we are opening ourselves, like, you know, you know, we talked about last week, how um, being so open to people that we don't really know. We have followers mm -hmm. that we don't really know. And you've made yourself susceptible to their opinion. Because mm -hmm. what, they are a follower, a follower of you? That's what I'm saying. And it's like, I don't like that. I don't like that pressure. I'm a human being. And you're not a human being unless you're being human, like, literally. And you can't live, like, like this you can't live inside this this if this disconnects i was just thinking about this today like if i delete my instagram there's so many people that i will never ever speak to again and our relationship will just dissolve and i'll have no no responsibilities to their emotions or their feelings no attachment not nothing i'll just be able to just oh that's it like and the fact that a relationship can be basically like created in this in this well in this in realm. Realm. and then it's just gone like that it's just gone like that literally and and that just that just shows you how fickle the relationship is in the first place yeah like if something cannot sustain real physical interaction it isn't it isn't it isn't real it isn't sustainable mm -hmm. and it's not even like a bad thing it's not like you know it's just how i've met them in it i've met you on social media I haven't gotten to know you outside of it. I don't intend to get to know for over 4,000 people. That's not realistic. And that's another thing that I've always hated about social media is that people feel so entitled for me to reply to them. You're not even taking into consideration that there's other people that have access to messaging me on this app. There's other... And if scrap that, what if I don't want to reply? The fuck? Do you understand? But it's like constantly people expect me. If I post a story and I don't reply to your message, you're offended, you're upset, you're in your feelings. If I post a post on Instagram and I don't reply to your message, you're upset, you're in... Because there's that entitlement and that just leaves me no room to just be myself and make my own decisions. And now I feel like, okay, well, if I don't reply to this message, then this person's going to get upset. Then this relationship's going to be jeopardised. And if I don't do this, then this person's not going to... It's a constant, like, do you know what I mean? It's a constant, like, rat race and hamster on a roll, hamster on a roll, hamster on a roll. And it's like, I don't want to be a part of that anymore. I cannot even upload a story without getting some sort of interaction, whether it be good or bad. I'm just not um, for the entitlement, like, and I'm very, you know, um, like, nonchalant and just, like, I'm quite cold when it comes to stuff like that. So I will ignore people, and I'll feel no way about it, because I need to. I can't reply to everyone. I'm not a computer. I'm a human being. I'm the only so, person that's running my account. When you're talking about the entitlement, it made me think, you know, when we had that generation that was being, uh, like, what's the word? Could, could Hugged and, and given given participation trophies and, and that, that, that still were given to made to feel good even when losing. I I 
Rayma, <laughs> do not believe in participation trophies. This entitlement that these people have been raised in, I do not participate in either. You do not deserve my time just because you've messaged me. No, period. Like, you don't. And I, and it's not like I, I'm only saying that for me. I do not expect people to reply to me. Like, there needs to be a sense of gratitude. Like, on the most minuscule level, just like when people, you know, join my live and they interact, like, I got my way to say thank you for joining because you made a choice. You don't have to join. Like, no one on this live has to be here. No one who I message has to message me. It doesn't matter about how many followers you have. It doesn't matter. You can have one follower. It doesn't matter. That's, I don't, like, value people based on their status because I, I can message someone with 9 million followers and then they reply to me in one second. I can message someone with 500 followers they never reply to me. It doesn't matter about that. It matters that I am able to identify that you have chosen to reply to my message, which I am Ooh, Girl, you are preaching. You don't respecting, have to. Respecting people even when they don't choose to behave in the ways that you, you want them to. Yeah, and, and it's like, if you, you don't want to reply, that's fine. That's fine. that's fine. Because guess what? Sometimes I don't want to reply. Do you know what I mean? And then I may come back in three weeks and reply. Nobody is deserving of your time apart from yourself. Period, yeah. And it's just erasing that entitlement, like, completely erasing it off this app because it will drive you mad and you'll start beefing with people in your head and people don't even know. People don't even care. That's the thing. Like, they don't even care. They don't care that you're upset that they didn't, you didn't reply to their message. And listen, honey, like, if there's times where I ignore my mom, why do you think I'm not going to come and reply to you promptly? What? No. I don't even reply to my mom all the time. I don't reply to my grandma all the time. Like, there's no, there's no, do you get what I'm saying? You're yeah. not an exception. There's no exception to that rule. I have a life outside of social media. I'm not on social media all day, every day doing nothing. Like, I actually have a life. I need to get up. I need to wash. I need to go out. I need to buy stuff. I need to go shopping. I need to cook. I need to do this. I need to do that. I actually need to tend to my real life friendships and relationships. I need to speak to my mom. I need to speak to my friends. Like, I have things to do. I need to go out exercise. I need to read. I have stuff to do. Like, do you know what I mean? Oh, and I think, I think we, 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 because of how much time, let's say, Person A spends so much time on Instagram. They've seen you a few times on Instagram. You've made friends on Instagram. Now they're messaging you on Instagram because obviously they don't have your number because you're not really true friends if you don't yeah, have my, my number. number. Yes. <laughs> Period. Um, <laughs> then, then they feel like, oh, you need to message me back because I message you. Because they not because their life themselves. Remember projection. We talked about projection the other time. Mm -hmm. It's all projection. The person is projecting how their life it is because they think that you're also on social media as much as they are. Yeah, and I noticed that as well. Because don't get me wrong, there's times where I'll be at home all day and I'll be chatting to someone, and I know that they're out all day, and I'm thinking, wow, why haven't they replied? And then I remember, like, they're not sitting at home all day; they're out. Do you know what I mean? Exactly. So you have to have self-awareness. You really need to be self-aware, like, and respect people's choices. And granted, there are times where I'll get a double text because I may forget in it. And I don't, again, I don't take that personally. If I, if someone double texts me because I genuinely forgot to reply to them or whatever, then I'm like, oh, okay, shit, yeah, let me reply. And vice versa, I may double text someone knowing that they've forgotten or, you know, considering the fact that they may have forgotten. Cool, yeah. that's fine, but I'm, it's not an entitlement 
do you understand? It's not coming from like, you must reply to my message. Yeah. Um, especially if you know them, it's different, in it? They may be, oh, <laughs> you're getting naked. <laughs> especially if it's people that I know, you know? Like, say you're at the shop, yeah, and someone's asked you to get signed, and then yeah. they're not replying, and you're like, hello? Do you know what I mean? They may not be at their phone, like, there's different variables that's going on. Um, yeah. But, yeah, generally speaking, the entitlement thing needs to get loud, for real, because it's just too much. It's Me and my homegirls is very upset. Very. Like, all the time. Very upset. And that's... This is, but this is the thing, yeah. This has all just come at like the perfect time because over the last three, four weeks, I've been speaking and just thinking about like oversharing and the stuff that I share online and just like the access. And, and well, like something as well I was thinking about is I want to take the pictures of me in my room off of my social media. Like I feel uncomfortable with the fact that people know what my room looks like. I, hey, I, I was looking at my pictures today and the only reason I haven't archived it is because it was about Black Lives Matter. I sat there and I was like, should I remove it? But it's about Black Lives Matter and I don't want to remove it because it was talking about specific organisation, but it's literally my room. Yeah, and I don't like, it feels very invasive, very, very invasive. Like, I don't like that now. Um especially in this day and age like as we said last time i would i would not be doing no apartment tour um anything like that like when i have my own space or I get a new space i didn't i will not be doing that i'm not interested in that i just feel like there's no privacy it it puts you in a position where again people feel like they know you there's familiarity and not everyone can handle that familiarity that's what breeds stalkers because they feel like there's some sort of familiarity there. Do you understand what I'm saying? There's some Story sort of... Story time. <laughs> Listen, we've I... all had our stalkers, trust me. I've had female and male stalkers. Hi, Jesus. So let's, let's go. Story time. <laughs> I, have, I, I have one specific stalker, and his one dragged for years. And his wasn't even like social media to begin with. Like, he's such a psycho. I wouldn't even be surprised if he's in the live right now. That's how much of a cycle he is. Yeah, like, hi, stalker. <laughs> he literally got my number for me calling a, a, a company on the phone. That's how he got my number, my first name. And what made me scared afterwards is the fact that not only did, did I call this company, this company had my full details. It had my full address. It had my date of birth. It had my name. And this boy decided he was going to save my number from that database. And he, he messaged me like a year and a half after he left that job. So we have to understand that people Very scary. have a two minute conversation with you over the phone that is non-sexual, non-inviting, just being polite. And they take it in a way where they feel like you're inviting them in your space. Mm -hmm. Because this boy went on to follow me on every single social media platform, intertwine himself, having like, I wouldn't say daily conversation, but conversation here and there with me. And this is why I stopped. This, that's when I stopped posting my location because I would be at work. I would be in Heathrow on airport standby, which means I cannot leave the airport if I fucking wanted to for the next six hours. And mm -hmm. this boy would tell me he's 30 minutes away from there. Mm -hmm. Why are you telling me this, sir? I don't want to see you at the airport. Yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. That's very scary. And that's not even like, 
that wasn't even a situation that you had control over. Like he obviously broke the company rules and all all types of nonsense, ethics, completely messed up. But imagine that was like, you know, someone you met on social media and then they done it that way. Like obviously he got your social media still, but just the accessibility. And it's like, we think that these are not like, things that you know can um can really accumulate to anything but they can like and that's why it's so it's so bad that i think we are not even taking it as serious that, that as it needs to be like this is very yeah. serious some people are mentally unstable and they need to seek the help that they that, that they really need but the problem is that because nobody's being called out on their bullshit everybody in the walk community is playing this whole positivity peace love light I fucking hate that. Don't fucking send me an email saying peace, love, light. I will fucking not fucking reply just because of that. And this fucking psycho boy, I blocked him off every fucking platform and I get a rent. And that tells me how unstable one person has to be because for years, 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 you maintain this like communication thing with me after stalking me and wanting to show up at my workplace. Out of nowhere, I get a random message, text message hey hey ray how you doing don't recognize the number and i ask who it is and he says his name says it's him so i blocked it don't reply back and then months down the line i get a, a message on whatsapp from a different number with his picture on it and i'm like no sir you need to seek help see this is what i'm saying like that's this is not very, okay. very dangerous very, very dangerous. dangerous like very dangerous and that's, that's why like, that's what i'm saying like someone early, so what if someone knows your room why are you giving information to people that they do not need to have yeah and it's not like that's the thing like it's not okay maybe my room say someone is walking past my street and then they're like, oh, okay, that's her room. That's Bliss's room. Oh, that's where Bliss's live. Then my mom, they see my mom leave the house. Oh, that's Bliss's mom. Oh, that's the car she drives. Oh, I see her car in, um, I don't know, Edmonton. Oh, this is where Bliss's friend lives. Oh, I see Bliss with this man. Oh, this is Bliss's boyfriend. Oh, this is his... Do you know what I mean? Do you see how it becomes problematic? You know? And not everyone has good intentions as well. Like... And it's like, what do you need with this information? And because we're programmed to be so inquisitive and to be so, you know, like... Don't walk behind again. me the live is on. Huh? Okay, if you're going to walk, because my sister, she's about to walk past and she's, the likelihood of her being naked is very high. <laughs> and I have to turn the camera around to charge my phone. But yeah, go on. But yeah, so you see how these things that accumulate and accumulate and accumulate. And it mm. just, there's no sense of privacy. Like, everything is out there in the open for, <laughs> for everyone to have access to. Hey, I'm bored, man. Can you shush, man? We're having a serious conversation. I don't know. Look, look down the stairs. You actually embarrassed me for your life. I didn't embarrass you. I told you to, to not come in. <laughs> so, yeah, I hope that answers the question of, you know, the room thing. Yeah, that that's that's because as well, like there's an influencer that's done a room tour, um, and her apartment. There's other stories that influence, but this is my own experience. And her apartment, um, is structured in a certain way. It has like certain structures, and I like it in it. And I know what type of style it is. So I'm good. I'm thinking, wow, I've never seen that in London before. I'm googling the style, um, of the apartment. Lo and behold, I find the actual complex where she is, and it's like. 
if I was a crazy stalker person, I know where you live now. Now what? Do you know what I mean? Oh, we've got two minutes left, so we'll have to jump back on. Um, But yeah, no, you need to be careful, man. Just the same way I won't be showing my children online. Probably not. That's just very scary as well. Don't worry, allow me, please. (laughs) (laughs) No, guys, this went on for four years. He needs to go seek help. I wouldn't be surprised if I get a message from him tomorrow. Literally. And I've spoken to Guy. Yeah. I didn't talk to Guy before. I mean, not like... Please, how are you saying this with your chest? I have to keep up. We like, need to no, come but back. We, need, we need... Okay, no. We need Let to me, come back with we... story time. We need to come back with story time. Because how she says with her whole chest and chin and forehead. When we come back on, I'll explain myself. Because it sounds mad, but not in the way that you think. Not in the way that you're thinking that I've stalked someone. But obviously, like, come on, you have to. That's what I'm saying. You have to know who you're dealing with. And it's so easy to find that information online. That's what I'm saying. Mm. But obviously, certain guys, no face, no case. So certain people don't have no, like, um, electronic footprints. But a lot of people do. And if they don't, then I'm able to stalk the people around them. But, oh, will you? Anyways, I'm just going to log in. <laughs> I'm just going to log it off and then come back for 30 seconds. There's no point. All right, cool. All right, we'll be back. Bye. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Okay, how do I end this now? Anyways, guys, we're going to come back.